For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Millennial Sports Talk. Michelle Margot and Ben Verland are with you for episode eight. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different this week. We uh, have our very first guest. Uh, it'll be former hockey player. Nick Cardillas, he's going to talk with us about um, a very debated topic in the landscape of sports, concussions. Oh boy, interesting, interesting yeah, stuff. It is, it's it's somewhat taboo, I would imagine, but we can get into that later. Um, really excited about it. Nick's going to join us about halfway through the show. Um, so we're going to discuss some things before we chat with Nick and get his opinion. Um, but I think that it would be inappropriate to start this week's episode any other way um, than to do actually the go to the week first. Uh, I agree. And this week's go to the week could also go down as a go to the decade, go to the century. And uh, it's going to be Kobe Bryant this week. And, uh, you know, without, you know, you guys have heard the story obviously by now about him passing away in the helicopter crash with his daughter Gigi and the the others that were on board so don't want to get too much into that just kind of want to bring to light how uh, how much he meant to our generation uh, ever since we were growing up and all that he was doing for uh, off the court once his career ended for for women's sports and uh, really becoming an advocate for you know team USA soccer and women's basketball and uh, you know honestly the world lost a legend and uh, he was really, really an incredible basketball player. And uh, what he was starting to do with his work off the court uh, was just incredible. To be an athlete at that level, to get paid to play a sport, you have to be motivated, right? You have to be determined, yeah. tenacious. Um, but Kobe Bryant was next level. And that mom... Totally different level. Yeah, honestly. like that, that Mamba mentality, the ice in his veins, the... Everyone just knew that Kobe Bryant took it to a place that was not human. And um, for that, I respect and could definitely appreciate what he brought to, uh, to the sports world. Everybody knew him, even if you didn't like the sport. And, and our generation grew up idolizing him, whether you like basketball or not, you know? Yeah. I mean, I didn't grow up idolizing him because he played against the Sacramento Kings and respecting him, respect, yeah. respect in the matter of the game. Correct. Yes. Benjamin. All right. So today's topic, like we mentioned is concussions. And because it is a unique episode, we are actually going to go a little bit out of order here. Um, and I'm going to quiz Ben now at the, at the top of the episode Ooh. before we even get into it. Um, yeah, just kind of want to set some context and gauge what you think of concussions in sports today without you actually knowing any numbers. Okay. So um, if you had to guess, as it pertains to the National Football League, how many concussions did the NFL report for its players in the 2019 season? 
Um, I'm, I'm over here trying to do all this sort of math, like how many games are going on each week. And I just think I'm going to be nowhere close to get. So no, I'm actually, gonna, please. I know that you were Dean's list in college. Please enlighten us with your math skills. I am. I'm, I'm great at math, but also then I got to where there's bye weeks. So you don't, there's not always a team plan. A. It just get, it gets complicated, but let's just say for the most part, there's, you know, uh, 10, 12 games a week on average. Uh, <laughs> what? No, Seriously. keep going, please. So, I'm just really uh, curious to see how far. My, or far. my guess is going to be 125. Oh, that's cute. Um, nope. It is a little bit more than that. Uh, uh, do you want to take a second I guess mean, or you just want to give up? It, um, my second guess will be 200 on the day. Okay. So that's closer, much closer. Um, 224 reported concussions wow. via the NFL. Um, that's again, what they reported. So I don't know what their concussion protocol is to the exact, you know, it's, it's funny you routine. say that though, because that is, um, and we'll get more into this, but that is you know, I think it's, they're getting better and better at reporting stuff. Um, I actually watched the movie concussion about a week ago. And, uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's basically about uh, the doctor that, you know, came up with CTE and, and, uh, was looking at the brain and, and kind of is the one that started the whole CTE movement. And they were talking about a player that used to play for the Steelers, Mike Webster, who Mm -hmm. actually died of, uh, you know, CTE related stuff. And, uh, he looked back at his medical records, and the Steelers reported one concussion in his entire career with the Steelers, and that's like incredible. They never used to report stuff. Yeah. So, well, to give that context, so 224 reported concussions in the NFL in 2019, and 2018, it was 214. So, yes, there were 10 more reported concussions. Actual concussions, we don't know. We never will know. Um, yeah. In 2017, it was 281. Oh my so gosh. either something was a drastic drop-off change between 2017 and 2018, um, and now we're back up to 224. Um, there are 53 players, I think, I believe, total on an NFL squad. Yep, 53. So 224, 53 times the amount of teams in the league math major over here. Wow. No, that was a question. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were saying you're the math major. No, 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 no. no. Like, let's, let's be real. If anyone knows me at all, math was not my major. <laughs> uh, that's crazy, though. That's actually higher than I would have thought. Um, wow, that's a lot. Right. So, again, we can discuss all we want about wh- how they're reporting it. I have no idea. And maybe they are doing their due diligence and reporting it correctly. Either way, reporting or not, 224 is a lot. Yeah. That's 224 times that players that, – that's not 224 players. That's 224 times guys could have multiple concussions in a season. happens all the time. There, there were two things that prompted it. One was the documentary coming out of The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. I also read his brother's book, um, super intense, and that got us started a little bit. But the second thing is Luke Keekley just retired. Um, he's 28 years old. He's you know, 28 years I, old and he's retiring from the NFL. Andrew Luck retired at 29 and Rob Gronkowski retired at 30. I loved watching Luke Keekley too. And that news really caught me off guard and uh, read his, read the uh, statement that he came out with after, uh, after he decided to retire and basically just came right out and said, you know, his, his quality of life in the future is more, is, is what's on his mind and what's important to him. 
So he was going to hang him up and call it a career, which is great. I mean, he's in his prime. CTE is no joke. And I think that guys in the NFL and NHL and uh, sports alike are beginning to realize it. And I think that the public turning a blind eye to it more than they should. Um, I think that it's being talked about, but it's definitely not being talked about enough. I mean, these are brain injuries. These are not injuries. If so, if, if, if everyone was breaking their leg 224 times in a season and it affected them 20 years down the line to the point where it was causing serious mental illness and it was being projected on people's families and friends and extended, et cetera. I think there would be more eyes on it, but because it's something that we don't see physically, it's different. I I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, I think if, if it was something visible, if somebody uh, kept, you know, their arm kept breaking or every time they landed on the ground after fall, you could like their wrist would pop out or, or something along those lines that you can physically see walking a game or watching a game. I think it would be a hundred percent. Going back to the thing that kind of prompted this, the mind of Aaron Hernandez documentary, everyone's talking about it and everyone is mm-hmm. talking, everyone's talking about what he did, not what caused it. Yeah. I don't think, and I'll never know. I don't think Aaron Hernandez was born a killer. Yeah, I agree. I with don't that. think that OJ Simpson was born a killer. Junior Seau committed suicide. I don't think that he was born with mental illness. I think I, there's a stigma and people are not doing anything about it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um that that's something along the lines of CTE was happening with Aaron Hernandez. But where I disagree is that it or not even disagree because you, you haven't said this, but I don't think I, I think he was kind of troubled growing up from the way he was brought up and, and the way his parents, everything that was going on in his uh, childhood and, and throughout high school. Um, you know, I, I think he was getting into trouble already before all these illnesses came about with CTE. And I think that just amplified what was going on in his life. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a recipe for disaster. I think that if, if three of those things hadn't happened, then it wouldn't have ended the way that it did. I think it was all sorts of things mixed into a pot that was, again, a recipe for disaster. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is not about Aaron Hernandez and whether or not he was guilty and what caused it. But I do. there, there was a study that showed that in... Um, I forget the um, woman's name. She's like an amazing, I believe, brain um, scientist. I, I, that's mm-hmm. not the word that I'm looking for, but here we are. You get what you're saying. Yes. Um, and she studied his brain and it was the most serious, severe case of CTE on anyone she'd ever seen that young. I saw among, that. On like the youngest brain. Yeah. She and, said it was the most advanced case of CTE among somebody that young that has ever been recorded, like ever. All right, cool. You have a better way of saying things, but yes. <laughs> I just had the word advanced in my mind when you were saying it and wanted to, <laughs> and wanted to say it. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks for uh, bailing me out there. Um, but I, I actually have a personal story, and I am not going to say whose child this was, um, but a colleague of mine um, has a son who I believe is maybe eight or nine years old, and we were doing a basketball game together. And um, his son was sitting on the sideline with me, courtside with me, talking um, at the shoot-around, and we were just chatting, and he said, guess what? And I said, what? And he said, I met Tom Brady the other day. 
And I said, wow, that's cool. And in my head, I was like, I can't tell if he just like thinks that he like met like Tom Brady's twin (laughs) or if he actually met Tom Brady. Like, I don't know. And he goes, yeah, you want to see a picture? And I said, sure. And he showed me a picture and it was Tom Brady. It was um, the, the kid holding Tom Brady's helmet, standing with Tom Brady. And he goes, and he goes, you know what he said to me? I said, what? And he said, he told me not to play football. And I, I literally, I looked at his dad kind of like, what? And his dad said, it's true. I was standing right there. And I said, he, wait, can you tell me the story? Like, can you tell, I I need context here. Like I need background. He told you not to play football. Like, I just don't see him doing that. So can you explain? And he said that he said, oh, what, what sports do you play? Or what, what do you like to do for fun? And he said, oh, I really like basketball and I like soccer. And he said, good, don't play football. That's, wow. That was the extent of the conversation. And I'm thinking if Tom Brady is telling a child not to play the sport that he makes millions of dollars playing and has been his entire life, he's 40 years old, not retiring, playing, like that has to speak volumes. And of course that was not, you know, on a microphone and a camera picked up, whatever. But the fact that Tom Brady is outwardly telling children not to play football is really scary. And we all love football. Wow. I mean, we, I, I, I am and first to say it. I will watch an NFL game. I will watch college football, but the fact that this is happening is really scary. That that's actually shocking. Um, that's actually a, a really big deal for somebody like that. When, when you, th- when you think NFL football, Tom Brady is one of the first people that comes to your mind. And if he's, if he's saying that to little kids, I mean, that's powerful. That's really powerful. You know? It is. And that's, that's the point of all this is especially that he's trying to get them when they're young. Yeah. Yeah. And and that actually leads me into some, some numbers that I looked up, you know, while I was thinking about concussions and I started to look into youth football and and the numbers over the last few years. Um, And and one thing I found interesting was that among football players between the ages of five and 14, it's five years old and 14 years old. 5% have sustained a football-related concussion each season. So five and 100 kids between five and 14 is getting a concussion, which... At that I mean, age when you're developing your brain, like, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and so the University of Washington did a, a survey of uh, 1,025 parents, 55% which were moms, 45% of her dads. Uh, nationwide and found that 61% of parents supported bans on youth tackle football. So I, I think I, that's actually interesting because I've, I've asked a lot of parents that question and um, I get a lot of like, eh, I don't know. And like, it doesn't seem like people have really thought about it that much. R- really? So I, I don't have kids, uh, but I still thank think God. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. You'd be a great dad. I will dad. be a great dad. Yes, you will. Thank yes. You. But I, seriously, I, I think about it. When I, when I watch the movie Concussion, when I watch the Aaron Hernandez documentary, it really just gets you thinking. And I, I'd be lying if I told you that I haven't had the, the, the talk with myself in my head. Like when, if I have a kid, will I let him or her play football, you know? And, uh, so, and, and the last number that I looked up was a, a specific decline year to year. Uh, to see if there there was one, and over the past five years, um, the the number of youth playing football has dropped one point nine percent each year. Wow! When you watch something in slow motion, when you watch a tackle in slow motion, and you're watching these guys' heads flail around, 
it's scary. Like I fall down the stairs. Yes, it happens. <laughs> and I'm like out for the count for like two weeks. Like I have bruises on my body. I cannot imagine being tackled for a living for 10, 15 years over the course of, you know, high school, college, NFL, that next I, level. I, all I can think about right now is you falling down the steps and being out for the count for two weeks. Okay. All right. Well, how many, how many times are you falling down the steps? A lot of times there's no steps. A lot of times it's just gravity and I just fall or there's, um, I have these sneakers that I wear and it always happens in the airport. I don't know why, maybe because I'm in airports a lot and it's a spurious relationship, but I just tend to trip over the toe of my own sneaker. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay. But I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say like, you know, if you're wearing socks and going down some like hardwood steps, I can definitely see how it's happening. But no, you just went ahead and said, yeah, I'm tripping over my own feet. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) All right. Um, let's move on here. I guess the, the question, uh, the question I think is why, why are we turning a blind eye to this? And are we turning a blind eye? Is this just my opinion or are we actually just kind of letting it phase out over time? I mean, the NFL has the highest ratings it's had in forever. People love watching football, but somehow are there going to be, is there going to be a point where there's no football at all? Or is it, there's always going to be players that that's, that's their job to have is to play football. I I think you answered the question why we're turning a blind eye. I think it's because the ratings are so high. Everyone loves watching football, like everyone. And, um, you know, everyone loves big hits, You you know, the NFL, give them credit has actually done a lot over the past few years with trying to eliminate the big hits and the blind side hits and you know, I think, but that's what people love to tune in and watch is the big hits and, oh man, look, he hit him in the head. And like, that's, I, I think people enjoy watching it so much that they're not even concerned with the repercussions of concussions because it doesn't affect them. And as sad as that sounds, I think it's true. Yeah. Well, it always can. I mean, it always can eventually affect you. Yeah. You think, I, I don't know. I, I think we, I mean, we keep talking about the NFL, but our guest is, is a former hockey player who played a little bit in the NHL. And I, I can talk about football I want, but I think where I relate to this the most personally as Michelle is when I watch the, when I watch NHL games, NHL is so much fun to watch, especially live. When you are at a, at a hockey game, it's so much fun to watch. There's an expectation that you are waiting to see a fight. Yeah, I, hockey so, fights are what makes the game a game. The referees let the hockey f- players fight for a little bit. It's just that's yeah. just part of the game, and it's sad because a lot of those guys don't want to be doing it. It's just the way that that that's the sport, yeah. and that's how it is. So I, I've watched a good bit of hockey on TV, and but I've only been to one game in person, and uh, I, I sat right in the front row. We were right on the glass, and the number of times that guys will get slammed up against the glass, like crushed and pushed by somebody else and their head just ricochets against the glass is like insane. Like you don't really realize it until you're sitting right there. How like hard they're getting hit. (laughs) Yes. Like how hard they're getting hit, how hard they're getting, their heads are getting slammed against the glass, right? It's, it's crazy. It really is. It is. And uh, I think that's the perfect transition to um, our guest. But before we do that, uh, Millennial Sports Talk 
is brought to you by my bookie and it would not be possible without these ads and sponsors so we love them very much if you enjoy football and have a heartbeat then you know it's coming on sunday it's the super bowl so uh, head on over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality and you can literally bet on anything michelle you can bet on the winner of the game you can bet on the coin toss whether it's going to be heads or tails or maybe something else who knows i don't know why you bet that but you know you could try (laughs) Uh, you can even bet on the Gatorade color. And I saw something cool the other day. Um, so there's a bunch of different odds for the Gatorade color. And I saw that within the past week, the color purple has the odds have like gone crazy in that direction. And, uh, because there was a rumor that came out that the teams are going to honor Kobe by having purple Gatorade. So the odds on, uh, the purple Gatorade being the color that gets dumped on the winning team coach, uh, has gone way down. No disrespect towards Kobe, but purple could also be for the Sacramento Kings. Carry on. Mm-hmm, that is true. Uh, so if you join right now, my bookie will match the deposit up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the code BLV in all caps to activate the offer. Once again, that's code BLV to get extra cash from my bookie. All right. Thanks so much, Ben. We are now going to go to our interview with Nick Cardillas, who's going to give us a little insight as to what it's like being a professional athlete, sustaining concussions, and just the stigma around uh, concussions in NHL hockey, in AHL hockey, in ECHL hockey, and college hockey, and youth hockey. Here he is. <laughs> All right. Well, now we have Nick Cardillas calling in. Thank you so much for joining us. He's a former pro hockey player. He had a brief stint in the NHL with the Anaheim Ducks, played in the AHL in San Diego. That's how I know him. And he played college at Wisconsin. So he has a lot of hockey experience. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Yeah, thank you, Michelle and Ben, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So we were discussing earlier just how bad are concussions in hockey and NFL, and is it as bad or worse or better than what the public knows? I think the public knows a lot more than, let's say, five years ago that they knew because, frankly, they are making an effort to make this issue, uh, you know, get people aware of what's going on you know, you said that five years ago would be a different story. I mean, concussions weren't reported the same way. Um, They weren't talked about the same way. Uh, They weren't treated the same way. So it's all changing. Um, Anybody who's dealt with concussions knows how painful they are. People who haven't dealt with concussions, um, they don't understand it. I mean, they don't understand the power that these kind of headaches can have and the, the memory loss that, that might happen because of it. So, uh, you know, they're, they're bad. Frankly, they're, they're not fun. Um, they're very prevalent in, in sports, uh, the big sports like football and hockey that, that are contact sports. You, you see it day in, day out. I mean, I don't know the exact stats of it, but I would say that um, almost every game there might be somebody who, who got a, you know, a concussion or something just because, you know, that's just, that's just where the game has gone to. Yeah. So, so like you said, over the last few years, we're learning more and more about concussions and uh, obviously being inside the game, you've known more, but learning even more, like say, let's say you you have a kid and uh, at eight years old, he or she comes to you and says, I want to play football or I want to play hockey. How would you, would you let them, how would you feel about that? Yeah. So that's a question I've actually asked myself a lot recently, Um, getting to an age finally where, kids or something maybe that are going to happen soon i don't know right. but um been asking me that question uh you know a little backstory on it 
I have kind of disconnected from the game since retiring, mm-hmm. uh, primarily because I'm, you know, 26 years old and now I can't play hockey anymore due to my injuries. Yeah. Um, so I've still thought about it and I would never, ever rob my son uh, or daughter playing the game that I loved. Um, if that's what they wanted to do, yeah. uh, even if it was football or whatnot, but, um, I would never rob them of that opportunity, but you know, how there's those, you know, hockey dads and all that, that are you know, soccer moms, you know, football dads, whatever you call them that are all about making sure, you know, they're pushing you and all that. I would make sure that I would talk to my kid and see how they're feeling after every game, you know, if they got hit and, and I'd be yeah. very strict on, you know, Smart. one, two and three and three would be the, uh, the cutoff for it for me, at least. Um, it could even be one, you know, there's no number that says, Oh, that means you have to stop. But, uh, let's just say I'd, I'd monitor it very, very closely. Yeah. Smart. I like that. How, how have concussions affected you or the people that you've played with that you know of negatively, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's not fun to talk about because I know I've changed as a person due to them. Um, I'm doing everything I can now to, uh, to be cognizant of the way I act, maybe mood swings I might have that I didn't have prior. Um, I mean, it'd be a lie if I said I was the same exact person that I was, uh, mentally in general, uh, that I was before all these concussions, but I'm not. So, um, it's, it's hard to talk about, but you can ask the people in my life. I've changed a bit and, uh, I'm just not as sharp, not as mentally strong and, and remembering things. And, you know, I, I, I have mood swings that I used to not have, you know, I deal with some depression here and there and it's just not fun and, and i'm talking openly about it because i think it's important for people to know that concussions should be taken seriously you know a- absolutely. luckily i i'm not i'm not at a point where you know I, I can't remember my name and things like that and i got out at a point that i think will you know allow me to either recover or be able to live uh, still a healthy life you know so i think it's important for people to know the dangers of concussions overall absolutely yeah, i agree do you uh do you think you even know how many concussions you've had? Like, do you, do you know, uh, you know, every game you've played, can you look back and be like, yeah, I had one there. I had one there. Or do you think there were instances where you've had some and just didn't even know and just kept on going and it was untreated and, you know? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't tell you the number. I can tell you the number that has, I've been diagnosed with, um, by a doctor officially. But you think it's way more yeah, than what it's, what you've been diagnosed yeah, with. No, it's, I don't, I, I don't think I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I know prior to getting my first concussion, that, that feeling that I had, I'm like, well, I guess I've had more because I felt this before, but it was never, oh, man. Wow. you know, you know, so, so that's, that's kind of been something that's happened. I realized after getting a concussion the first time. Um, and then also on top of that is, is once you've had a few concussions and you know, you know, the effects of them, it's when you do get one and, and you're in playoffs or you're a kid trying to fight to make it to the NHL full time, and you know, you know, the, the protocols and all that, sometimes you hide them. And that's not something I, I necessarily did because after I got my first few concussions, I started feeling them and I knew that I had to be honest with myself because my health has always been my number one priority. Um, uh, but I can guarantee you, I've talked to a lot of people that, that have, you know, just said, Hey, I, yeah, I've got a concussion, but I'm not telling anybody. So I don't like hearing that. And through my experience, I've been like, you know, I think it's important for you to be honest with yourself because, uh, 
you, you, you're just going to hurt yourself even more. But yeah, I don't, I don't know the exact number. Uh, yeah. I don't know the exact number, but I know I've been diagnosed with nine, nine concussions. Oh my God. Wow. Nine is think, so many. Yeah. Do you think the, uh, yeah. so the NFL has been doing a lot of the last couple of years in terms of like making certain hits illegal. Is the NHL doing stuff like that? Do you think they're doing a good job? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I think the onus is on both the uh, the player and the team. You know, the team can't read the player's mind and, and know if they're being honest, whether, you know, hey, if he's saying, do you have a headache? And the player says no, even though he really does. You know, like there's nothing the team can do. I think the team yeah. is is finally, um, and I say finally, like not in a bad way, but it's, it's definitely gotten better. The, the team has a protocol. You know, the NHL has a protocol. The NFL has a protocol that has gone a lot more strict now. And, um, I think that's very good. And the players need to understand why that's happening. It's not just for lawsuits and things like that, even though that's part of it to prevent, to, you know, to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's also important for the, to the players to realize they're doing that because they know how serious it is. And the players need to take that seriously too, because of the long-term effects. Yeah. Do you think because concussions aren't visible injuries that that's why people turn a blind eye to it? Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, it's not a broken, it's not a broken arm or a broken leg or, you know, a broken nose, whatever it might be. It's nothing really visible, right? It, it's, it's something you see by the way they act, you know, the, it's a disability, it's a disability. It's yeah, dis- you don't want to try <laughs> <laughs> the concussions guys. No, part of the concussion. <laughs> no, but it's debilitating uh, for for these headaches, and they just you know you got to be in a dark room, and and it's hard to talk on the phone or look at the phone or just talk in general. There yeah. a lot of different things that's hurt that people are like, well, you know, you don't, I don't get it. Like you, you have a headache, yeah. take some Advil. Like it's it's more it's more than that. It's a it, lot more than that. It really is. Yeah. So, I mean, for some, yeah, I mean, you, you've had nine diagnosed, but for someone like myself or Ben, I don't know if you've ever had one. I know you probably played sports in high school and obviously you played pro baseball, but I have no idea. And I hope I never do know what a concussion feels like. And so it is like trying to comprehend something that I'll never know. Like I know what physical pain feels like, obviously, but to have something that affects for years to come after is really scary. Yeah. And I, and I think, I don't think I know there's been a lot of times where I'm like, God, just break my arm instead of giving me a concussion, just, you know, tear my ACL. Like when I was getting to a point of having six or seven concussions, I was literally like, I, I would just rather have my ACL torn right now because I can't go through another four months of being in a dark room. You know, my, my recovery time got longer and longer. And, um, just imagine four months of like, just, not being able to like go outside really with the bright lights without wearing sunglasses and, and things like that, you know? So yeah, those are, those are things uh, that show you how, how bad these are. Nick, is it discussed among players or is it just not talked about? Like, is it, is it an understanding, like a mutual understanding between teammates, how crappy these concussions are and how prominent they are and prevalent they are, or is it just kind of, off limits because it's an unspoken rule that that's just part of the game and there's that's just how it is yeah i think it's a little bit of both i think um you know there are some guys that are willing to kind of talk about it because they don't know what they should do you know they're trying to get some guidance especially the younger guys you know who are like trying to you know make the lineup every night and they're like hey should i say something and 
obviously my take's always been like, Hey, yeah, you should definitely tell them. And that's just for me looking out for them just because of my experience. But at the same time, there's a lot of guys that just say, it's just not worth talking about. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I've got a contract to fight for next year and I'm not about to be put on a protocol and you got playoffs right around the corner, whatever. So it's a little bit of both. Um, and it just depends on personality for the most part. Yeah. Um, well, this is our last question. Then we'll let you go. Obviously appreciate your time and your vulnerability, but did I, you said, you know, the injuries kind of helped you decide not to play anymore. Did it, were the concussions what contributed to you retiring? It's a little bit of both. I mean, the thing is that I knew that I was a little bit more hesitant on the ice, um, and I was scared that that like, slight bit of hesitance was gonna, you know, I mean, miss, make me miss a step and put me in a vulnerable situation to get hit in the wrong way. Um, and that was just something that I started realizing. Um, I wasn't scared to play. It's just I knew that I was more hesitant, and when you're hesitant there's more chance to be hurt out there. Yeah. hundred um, percent, you know? And, and so, and I've had other injuries. It's not just my head. And I think the combination of everything, um, I just knew that I was just risking myself. I was at a high risk. Let's just put it that way. And that, um, I figured that my, the rest of my life and, and the place I was at in my life, it was important for me to look after my health. Well, Nick, thank you so much for opening up and sharing and for what it's worth, not that it matters what I think, but I, think even higher of you because you had you know the guts to be able to see what what was happening and i'm proud of you for making that decision yeah man seriously no i appreciate it i mean it's it, well, i'm I'm not easy i miss the game so much every single day that i've left it so um i've even said hey i don't know if i'm done yet and and frankly that could just be me just saying that just to give me hope and maybe that's making it worse i don't know but no i <laughs> no. love this game it's been great it's been great to me but you know you, you catch bounces and and you you don't know what to expect in your life sometimes and you just gotta roll with the punches as they say yeah never look back you made the right decision never look back never look back. <laughs> thank you guys i appreciate you. i appreciate you guys having me of course thanks nick all right talk to you soon bye see you man all right well that's it for millennial sports talk thank you for listening and we will catch you next week For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.